Welcome back to episode number six of the Boxing Junkies podcast. Uh, my name is Sherry Abassi. I'm your host. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Harris. Harris, how are you doing, bro? You okay? I'm doing great, bro. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm all good. I'm all good. Fresh off uh, the action last night. Um, I didn't actually stay up for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Did you catch no, that? I didn't or, either. Did yeah, nah. Fine. That's fine. We're not going to go into that one. Um, you know, fair play to them both making a couple of million. But apart from that, there's not much to touch on really. I think the main... I was just... Um, I was happy that when I woke up and checked my phone that I didn't see Roy face first. I saw that basketballer instead. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. Because when I bad. woke up, I was surprised how I couldn't see anything about the fight online. I was like, why is no one talking about the fight? So I, I thought, you know what? It probably just went in like a boring fight or something. Nothing much to talk about. So when I really found the highlights, it was just that, right? Hmm. Good draw. They were all talking after. It was the best thing that could have happened. Best outcome, yeah. I didn't yeah. watch because yeah. I was scared just for Roy Jones' sake, to be honest. Yeah, especially because he got knocked out a few times for the back end as well. Yeah, obviously, um, that's why even after the fight when Mike Tyson was like, why are you asking about Roy? It's like, bro, we've seen Roy get sparkled. Yeah, that's why we're worried you about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, like I said, let's try and keep that to a minimal. Let's move straight into the actual the actual fight yesterday. That was the talk of the town for the last few weeks. I mean, the fight was due to take place in April initially at the O2. You know, it would have been a, a big fight, big sold-out arena uh, at the O2. But naturally... The way this year has gone, it's all been a bit up and down, hasn't it? And it's been postponed a few times. But finally, yesterday, we got the fight for the uh, European-British uh, title as well. Uh, Dubois versus Joyce. Um, for me, I'm not sure about yourself, but for me, I was pretty um, pretty adamant that it was going to be a Dubois knockout. You know, uh, From the day the fight was made, I just had a feeling that Dubois would be you know, hit too hard and Joyce is very hittable. Um, and of course, those things did come into play. Obviously, you know, Dubois hit him and he landed plenty on him. Um, but Joyce just went on to show he's got a great chin and he can ride with punches. And that comes down to experience. And I think a key factor for this fight, going into it and naturally on the night as well, experience being the key word, the lack of experience in big fights for Daniel Dubois. And then the, you know, the wealth of experience that someone like Joe Joyce has is obviously 35 years old. He's been around the amateur, um, the amateur ranks for you know, many, many years, Olympic silver medalist. So this guy's got so much experience turned pro and, and he's fought some decent names as well in his, in his sort of 12, 12 fight career so far. His experience was obviously a big factor going into it as well. In terms of what actually happened in the ring on the night, I had it scored by the time the actual stoppage happened, I had it 6-3 to Joyce. Um, a lot of people said that was wide, but I felt throughout the fight, Joyce's jab just, which is what ultimately caused the injury to Dubois as well. I just felt his jab was just so consistent and he couldn't miss. Part of that is also the fact that Daniel Dubois just couldn't get off the line. He couldn't parry. He couldn't get off the line for whatever reason. Very, very basic thing he was you know, struggling with. Um, he could not miss with the jab all night. So it's a combination of Dubois not getting out of the way and the fact that Joyce was, was landing with, with ease. One thing about Joyce, though, he threw so many hooks where he looked like he was going to fall over. He was so slow. That was mad. Um, the right hand started coming to play towards the back end of the fight as well. But again, it never really felt like he hurt Dubois, wobbled him with the right hand. For me, it's work rate with Joyce and consistency. And he just kept doing what he was doing. Distance control, footwork. He just had so many different basic things that worked together on the night that were too much for someone like Dubois to overcome, who is also very, very basic himself. You know, jab right hand, like me and you always say, European ABC style, jab right hand. And he's tried to throw a few bombs here and there, tried to make Joyce uncomfortable in the clinch, you know, throwing punches and stuff. But unfortunately for Dubois, it just wasn't enough on the night. And the experience overcame um, his sort of, you know, young uh, energy. And he looked a bit, you know, timid to start off and, and stuff. Um, what were your thoughts on the fight? And did you see it going the way it went? Or, or, or did this go completely opposite what you predicted to begin with? 
what I predicted was um, it was a bit hard for me to predict. I was I, because when I was predicting, I thought the same as you. You know, du- Joyce gets hit way too clean. Dubois' power is kind of a very easy choice to make, right? Um, but what I was really shocked by was the size difference. I didn't see that in the head-to-head. You know, I didn't see that um, in any time they were close together or this, the whole thing, the the build-up and the presses and everything. So as soon as the fight started, I was I was really surprised because when I was thinking of the fight, I wasn't thinking of Dubois having to stay mobile and move and like kind of lean back and, and, and jab, which was, it's a lot to do for someone who hasn't been used to doing it. And I was really like, whoa, I didn't think of Joyce as that big. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. I just hadn't thought about it at all. Um, and I seen Joyce fight, yeah, he looked big, but I thought they were both the same size. Um, so I was really took back by how the whole fight started and how Dubois, like you said, it was immediately under pressure. And and the thing is, he he had to do so much. And I felt like he adjusted decently well. On he was like leaning back and he was basing it on the back foot, like he usually does. But usually he stands there and he throws a jab and he's kind of the aggressor, even if a slow aggression to start with. And this was really strange because he he had to be on game on with the feints and uh, he was basically working at a higher pace than I think he expected himself. Like you said, he did look a bit not shell shocked, but he but he has that expression anyway. So I didn't want to read into that too much, you know. I thought because let you me know, talk about experience. Um, I don't think that in, in terms of amateur experience, there's no doubt, and if you want to call it semi-pro with the World Series of Boxing, but in terms of professional experience, I don't. I see that Joyce has. I would say that Joyce has had a better, um, a better CV, right? But I don't think it's like as much as people say. You know, everything people talk about is Stevern and Brian Jennings. So if you look at Stevern and Brian Jennings, and I mean, it's, you know, it's, I get it that it's a bit better than Nathan Gorman. But if Nathan Gorman fought Brian Jennings, I mean, I don't know who's going to win that fight. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's Joyce's best win and, the, and that's Dubois', Dubois best win. But arguably, I would say, yeah, I favor Joyce on that side. Um, but I was, I was, I was talk, talking back by um, how the fight was playing out, the dynamics of the fight. I didn't really think about it that way. So I was surprised seeing, you know, Dubois under pressure and everything. But I felt like he adjusted uh, decently. Um, but... I felt like, like you said, like the the more the fight went on, the more I could. It looked like for me, I know um, Joyce did a lot, but I felt like Dubois looked really rusty. You know, even just his, and and I'm I'm pretty sure obviously that's Joyce making him feel that pressure, but he, he usually looks more composed. You know, he in the Gorman fight was a big build of fight, like arguably as much as this. Okay, maybe a bit less. Obviously, this is a sterner test, no doubt about it. But at that time, like, so when I seen him in that fight, I seen he was calm, not even phased. Everyone was talking about his calmness, how he didn't look for his shots and how he was setting it up. And, and he looked amazing that fight, you know? So I was really, I was really surprised by how, how sloppy he looked, you know? I, I felt like he landed some decent shots, but it was more out of, like, he was trying, forcing it a bit. Um, he settled. Um, I felt like it was it was quite even at a certain point. Um, I felt like I know like the, the parrying of the job, you know, it's like sometimes he was doing all right, but it was way too easy, you know, for him to get hit with that job. Um, and I felt like you know he he made some decent adjustments. I really like 
the straight right hands. He was landing over the top, ducking under. He was doing really well. And it was like Joyce's work rate. Uh, it was like a two-minute round for Joyce and a one-minute round for Dubois. You can look at it both ways. Um, so you had it, what, 6-3? Yeah, I had it 6-3 by the end before the stoppage. Right, 6-3, yeah. I think, I think I had maybe Joyce up one round, but... Mm. There wasn't there wasn't much in it. I felt like yeah, no, definitely du- it was competitive. Like this if, is the thing. Yeah, I felt like if Dubois just calmed down, I felt like Dubois was a smarter fighter when he was thinking, right? When he was thinking, he was landing the right shots. He was setting him up well. He was at times moving, 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 making um, Joyce just keep working, and then just hitting with one or two shots. And that's what that 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 was his blueprint to win the fight, as he he couldn't knock him out, right? But you know. At a certain point, I think it was ninth, ninth round. I felt like, like, what's his, you know, what's his plan B here? You know, mm. it's like he was definitely too in love with his power. But I, I still thought that if I, if I had to pick a winner at that time, I thought Dubai was going to go ahead to win it. Like I thought Dubai what was going to land better shots. I just thought in I thought in a couple of rounds, even before I think it was after Joyce had a couple of couple of good rounds and uh, Dubai came back. I just thought to myself, you know what? I think he's kind of on the adjustment kind of level, like where he rode the storm a bit and he's kind of... Because he was still landing good shots now and again, so he wasn't totally getting dominated, right? I mean, what was Joyce doing was peppering him, feigning him, peppering him, feigning him. But I didn't see... I didn't see Joyce, like, land any right hands. I'd hardly seen him land a body shot. Jab to the body was decent. He was definitely more busy and, and with the foot, foot foot pressure and everything. But at the same time, I felt like... Dubois didn't look like a beat person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. His facial expression is always like that. You know, even when he's like smashing <laughs> people, he looks like he just want to go home. So, you know, if it was a different kind of person, I would read into the expression part more. The one thing is though, when his trainer was telling him, um, "This is the fight game. This is the fight game," and you know, come on, Dan. Like, that's 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 that was when it just hit me. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Hmm. Right? Like, because before that, if I'm Dubois. And I'm the boss trainer. I'm just telling him, listen, the guy's jabbing you all the time, yeah? Try to adjust with it. But you know he's going to keep peppering you. Just land cleaner shots. Like, do you know what I mean? You're not going to start teaching. Obviously, you can tell him. But if he's not parrying and adjusting to the jab, which he did at points, but not enough, right? Yeah. So if he's not doing that, you're not going to start telling him in the corner. I'm pretty sure he's f- fucking aware the jab's coming in his face. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So if he's not adjusting to it, I would just tell him, listen, that's, that's what is happening. Just be aware of it. And I'm pretty sure... If you are Dubois, you should know that you're, I mean, the guy is going to have an insane work rate. And that's what I'm saying. So I felt like he was aware of it and everything was going right. Because I'm trying to get in his head and think, okay, what is he thinking, right? But when that ninth round happened and his coach said that, I was like, yo, what have they talked about before this? Because why would you say that to him? That's a strange thing. It should be like, yo, come on, you know this is happening. This is our plan. Like, we knew this was going on. That's what you should have been saying, like, if you're all on the same page. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like he was trying to gearing up, like he was down. And I felt like, were you doing so well in the fight, though? Mm. But there was nothing in the like for me. I was yeah, it was competitive. Head head. It was very competitive, definitely. Yeah. It was so close. So, yeah, let's. Um, I mean, listen. Let me just say what I think about the tenth round, right? Let me give you my point of view. I'm start watching it, and like I told you, I'm 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 just thinking like, yeah, Dubai can win this fight. I'm thinking, yeah, Joyce can win this fight. It's whoever kind of. Makes just just keeps their momentum because they both kept having momentum. That's why this fight was so entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't keep your eye off it. You didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and 
you know, the um, okay, so the job lands right. Obviously, he's we can already tell his eye is swelling, um, and obviously it's not a good sign, right? But again, I felt like he was he was still doing well. You know, I felt like it rattled him a bit, but he still managed to. But I think it was more the pressure, not just the eye, and the pressure rattled him. Plus, the eye is not going to help. But as soon as you took that shot, you know, to have that reaction. So let's say that that shot, boom, it hits him. He sees black. There's no, there's no, like you take a knee, you try to look, you get up again. The way he reacted, it looked like it was something that he had done before. Like it looked like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm out, you know? And the fact that it was that easy for him to make that decision in that moment, because you know, you can talk about injuries, but we've seen this a million. I mean, how many fighters have we seen have eye injuries? Okay, so on top of my head, did you watch George Taylor Progre? His eye was shut. Like, it was all black. We're talking about Nonito Donaire against Regal. Uh, Naoya Inoue against Donaire. This is just top of my head. Um, I'm sure that Paulie Malinaji against Miguel Cotto. He had a broken jaw and a broken orbital bone, right? So when people say that, or it could have been an, a bad injury and everything, firstly, he doesn't know that in the moment, right? Kell Brook knew that in that moment because he had just had a surgery and his doctor had told him. So he's, that's in his head. Dubois does not know in that moment what it is. And right now, I know people are saying like, oh, it's a dis- we don't know for sure what it is, you know, because it could just be a swollen eye. I mean, that happened loads of times, right? So we don't know, and he don't know in that moment what the injury is. The fact that it was that easy for him to just no mass it, you know, if that's my fighter, I'll be very, very disappointed. Like, very disappointed. You know, this is, this is boxing. It's not a game. This is boxing. And we've seen numerous champions, numerous champions fight through this. And if he's okay to stand there and have an interview after and look casual about it, I mean, you know, if he was rushed off straight away, I might have a different opinion, you know? But if he's okay to stand there and do an interview, he looked calm. <laughs> he looked like he was chilled out. And he was like, kind of thinking, oh, what just happened? I get he, was, he rushed his decision, maybe, maybe. For me, that's, you know, you just can't quit like that if you're a fighter. That's just my opinion. Fair enough. I mean, you're entitled to that opinion. Like you said, we've seen plenty of fighters who have gone through that and worse and still, you know, fought on mid to the end, whether they've won or lost. At least lost. give it an effort. At least like, okay, let me go down. Let me just look at my corner. What's going on right now? Mm. All right, cool. Let me just try. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong if he gets pulled out. Just try. Just try. And if you keep taking shot, okay, what's going on? And you just stiff, pull him out or just the, the ref will stop. It's not a problem. Mm. But at least try. Yeah. I mean, that punch that he, uh, he caught him with, the final punch, that did look like it was harder than the jabs that had been hitting him. Yeah, I agree. And I was already bust up at that point. Um, Of course, like you said, Kell Brook had the pre-existing knowledge from his, you know, most recent fight against Golovkin going when Spence, you know, broke his other eye socket. So again, you can say he was more likely to be haunted by those demons and he's going to react a different way. We can make all sorts of, you know, assumptions and excuses or reasons why, you know, people behave the way they do. The way I look at it is this. Yes, like you said, it was a competitive fight and... It kept swinging different ways. There was two rounds left. Just think about yeah, it. Yeah. It kept swinging different ways, Two rounds left. kept swinging different ways. All it was um, two rounds left, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, he just had to survive two rounds. You know, if he was getting twied, no problem. He wasn't getting twied. There was nothing mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So, for me, it's more about the way I'm looking at it on Twitter and with, you know, um, 
even just ex-pundits and, and boxers who are sort of all saying, oh, he created, he did this, he did that. Yes, of course, as boxing fans, we all have to say as well, yeah, Daniel Dubois, you know, he's got, he, he took a knee and he decided he didn't want to continue or he didn't have any reason to continue. Yeah, that's his choice, his career, his eye, his whatever. Yeah, that's fine. As a boxing fan, we want to see them, you know, give it a go. And yes, of course, if you get stopped, you get stopped. Yeah, we don't want to see them sort of throw in the towel themselves. We want to see the towel thrown in for them to save them, right? Rather than that. But of course, the way I look at it is this is, is, is you know, 22, 23 year old young lad. If he felt like there was something wrong, yeah, more so than just his eye closed. If, if when he hit him, if he felt like, you know, potentially something they're saying there's some sort of nerve damage, if he felt some strange sensation that he's never felt before, yeah, and he chose, look, I, I'm not risking it, I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue. Yes, I get the whole, oh, you know, he quit, blah, blah, I get that whole narrative and understand that argument that that's fine. I've got no issue with that. But at the same time, he's also still a human being, regardless of the fact that he's a fighter. And he's a young lad. He's got to think about his future in terms of boxing as well. You know what I mean? If that, hypothetically yeah, speaking... A fighter, a fighter doesn't think like that. No, no. But this is the thing. What I'm saying is, clearly they do. And he's not the only fighter that's ever you know, sat down. Time will tell. Yeah? Time, that, that's, that's a question for time. Because it depends how he comes back. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but, of course. Now but, the story is about how he comes back. And and if he and if he if he takes shots and he has a war and he doesn't quit, then you know what? He had he he it was a sense it was a strange feeling for him and everything. But listen, nerve damage. I mean, what does that mean? He stood down, had an interview right after he was fine. Like I said, what nerve damage is this? Like Yeah, but the, no no, but if he's getting hit on it and then you're feeling some sort of you know sensation in that he, moment. He took well. one shot on it. No no he took one proper shot on no, it. No, that's at in that moment at the moment of the stoppage we saw him get hit with one big left jab which looked obviously hard yeah but throughout the fight the, from round one he's getting you know, peppered non-stop yeah so obviously it's an accumulation yeah, thing as well isn't it yeah it's peppered I mean it was there was not I don't think he got hit with four hard shots the whole fight like well, four yeah, power shots I don't think he got hit with four power shots the whole fight bear in mind how big Joyce is as well so his jabs ain't gonna be soft yeah I don't know but have you seen his punching technique I mean have you seen his right hand he's not even there's not a lot of power in his shot that's what I'm saying you know, he, the jab, he started the putting powerful. combinations together towards the end but they weren't big big right hands you know what I mean? Because he's he's not he, he's not power puncher. Decent. He rotates into the hooks, but if you mm. see the way he throws the straight rights, he's yeah. literally elbow punching it, like slapping it down. Yeah, it's not, it's not a big punch. You know, the yeah, jabs are sometimes the jabs are decent enough, but the mm. right straight rights are awful. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's the thing with Joyce. Everything he does, it doesn't look right, or you know, he, he looks he looks very deceiving for in terms of how effective he is. Right, he doesn't look as effective as he actually is. Um, but again, for Dewar, look. Like I said, he's 22, 23 years old. He's a young lad. Now it's about the rebuild and where they go from there. You know, potentially the corner should have, you know, had a bit more savvy and pulled him out. And I just think he way. quit too quick, though. He just quit too quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, no, but like we've seen, we've seen boxing, we've seen fighters get injured, we've seen them try. Every time, there's never a fighter who just sits there and just goes on his knee. I mean, Kel Brook kept trying to get Spence. He kept trying and kept trying. You know, he did just take. The thing is, it wasn't just one. Sh- um, okay, so Kel Brook against Spence, right? As an example. He didn't just take one shot and think, oh, this is too much. Like, it was going on for rounds and rounds and rounds. And it was getting to the point where he was losing the fight, clearly. Right? You look at Joshua against Ruiz. How many people said Joshua quit? I never think Joshua quit. Because, did you see his reaction to the ref? If you look at that interaction, it clearly looks like he's upset with the referee. And he, he was talking to the referee and he said, kept fine. Now his body language is all fucked. And that's a mistake from his part. It still looked like to me that he was like, yo, what's going on? I want to fight. Dubois, he took one jab on it, dabbed his eye. Then he just took a knee and waited for the ref to count and got up. You know, 
you got to understand, if you look at that whole situation, it's one of the most strange, it's the most cowardly thing I've ever seen in the ring. Honestly, it's, it's insane. Like, the way he just turned around and sat there and took a knee, it was, in, it was crazy. And then, and then he, like I said, he stood there and had an interview after. He didn't even look that bothered. Even after the fight, he stood there. They're announcing it. Like I said, if he stood there and he had a massive pain, he goes to, yo, I got to get out of the ring. You know, people talking about nerve damage. He was fine. He stood in the ring talking around and he was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's Joe, Joe done well. And even, like, forget the post-fight interview. In the ring, he was stood there talking, touching him up, talking to his corner. He wasn't even bothered. And his corner was like, oh, you know what I mean? I mean, nerve damage. If you have nerve damage and you can't, I mean, you're in a really bad shape. Jerry McLennan, that's what he, that, that, was, that was crazy. It's clear to see the man was distressed. Now, people are saying, oh, he saved himself from an injury. Please tell me, did Naoya Inouye fight this year? Okay. Did Nonito Donet, was he supposed to fight this year? Okay. All these fighters keep fighting. Paulie Malnagy had like a 12-year career after that. So why are we thinking that all of a sudden these fighters have gone through these injuries and they kept fighting? So, but, but Daniel Dubas' face was going to break after this one time. I mean, Gal Brook fought Golovkin. Let's not compare that to other people's situations. Like, you know what I mean? So I just think that he's, how can we predict that his, his, his career was going to be finished just because of that? eye injury I mean that's just what does that what may have you got to base that on when we've seen other fighters go on and have longer careers and, and fight through everything like literally everything you know yeah of course like, like I said there's, there's always you know going to be more stories of fighters who have fought on and had you know success after injuries and all that sort of stuff that's, that's part of the, but he's part a young of the lad isn't it but exactly he's the young lad young. He's, I don't think he's 23 is not that young you know. I know. In terms of his experience in the, in the game as well, he didn't have much of an amateur career and all that stuff. You know what I mean? He's been a pro for what three, four years now. How long has been? Yeah, three and a half, maybe four years. So he's again, find good competition. I think. Yeah, I think, he, uh, he needs to step up. Before this fight, of, there was no doubt, though, was there that he was ready or anything? There was like, yeah, yeah, no, no. We all thought that this was a 50-50 fight. Yeah, in terms of what we thought Dubois would bring to the table, and obviously he tried, but he, he couldn't. You know. Put it together fully, right? I'm just very disappointed. Um, no, 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 and that's fair. You, you, you're more than entitled to be. I, I was surprised by the outcome as well. I'm not gonna lie. But he I was wasn't... the future, in it. He was the future. Like he still what, is. What else he have still is. Now? One defeat. Oh, I don't know. One defeat. Well, no. It's not about defeat. It's not about defeat. A defeat's fine. You know, it's not a problem. Defeat's fine. It could be a close fight, and you could have lost. You know, you could have just shaded it with a jab. It was not a problem. Keep coming. You got a lot to learn now, and you and you did well because you still landed clean shots. So it's not even a problem losing, but. The way he just sat down, Jesus, I mean, I don't know. Just, I just, I just can't, I was disappointed. He was the future. Who else have we got? Joyce, how old is Joyce? He's older than Joshua and Fury. <laughs> yeah, he's a limber. He's the oldest. <laughs> oh, God. But again, so like I said, got, then? With, with Dubois, like, like I said, in terms of obviously calling him a coward is a bit extreme. For me, I, I wouldn't call the guy a coward. He went in there. He gave it a go. Yes. It was whatever. a cowardly move. He's not a coward, but it was a cowardly whatever. move. Whatever. Yeah, even that, I wouldn't call it a cowardly move for me personally because we don't know. Everyone's got a different level of, you know, punishment they can take and how far they're willing to go. That's the reality. Then, yeah? he, then he has to quit though. What do you mean? If, if he's not willing to go through that, then, he ha then how's he going to make it in boxing and heavyweight yeah, no, boxing? Yeah, no, but listen, this is the thing. We don't know what was going through his head or what he felt or what. Now, forget the injury for a second. Just in general, okay. we don't know where he was at at that point, right? So obviously, yeah, we can compare him to Malnagy or Brook or whoever else. And they were all at world level when that happened, obviously, as well. Yeah, so this happened at this level for him before he's gone to any you know, world level fights. This was his world title fight at this point, right? This was his biggest moment of his career. Same thing with Joyce, obviously, yeah? What's happened with him has happened. For me, it's about the rebuild now, yeah? Yes, he might not be what we thought he was going to be then, but we'll see, yeah? We, we have to give the guy a chance. Like I said, 22, 23-year-old, he's got plenty of time on his side. 
Um, and we'll have to see where he goes from here, you know. It's about the rebuild. He should never have signed a five-year contract with Frank Warren. Frank Warren ain't the guy for him, you know. I mean, he needs to be on the other side with Eddie Hearn or with someone else who can actually, you know, build him in terms of a you know, star power type thing, you know. Uh, with Frank Warren... He... I, I don't agree with that, though, because look how big of a star he's become under Frank and BT. No, he, so... he would be... He would be bigger with, with the, with the um, matchroom side, I think. Arguably. arguably no, I, I don't that's... think it's arguable. I think it's just one of those things. Think about it now. Look, I'll give you an example. But what, what, what stars have, have matchroom and Sky got besides Joshua? Like? No, no, but this, he, he's a superstar. That's a different thing. Yeah. Joshua could be a superstar with anyone, though. Say again? I think Joshua could have been a superstar BT, too. Yeah, but of course. But what I'm saying is he's one guy in it. Yeah. He he specifically had all the hype behind him, the British gold medalist, and, and he went and did the jobs. He, you know that he did Klitschko fight, everything that that put him over the top even more. Yeah, and what he's gone on to do since, obviously coming back from defeat, winning the you know the titles back and everything. He's had a good story. You know, Fury's also had a good story. It's it's, it's about you know, especially in our country, we like the you know the comeback story and the underdog and all that business. Yeah, so if they do it right, then he can be obviously a bit a big name, and I think look. Again, he's 23, for fuck's sake, because he's got... He's but he's a big name for 23, though. I don't know no, any other no, no. heavyweight... I'm not that saying that. What I'm saying is, like... in terms of the rebuild, what I'm saying is now, moving forward, within two mm. or three years, this guy could be uh, you know, fighting for world titles again. You know? Yeah. He could be in that mix. doesn't mean he's going to be the best best guy in the country. It just means he, he's going to be in that mix. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely think he's got potential. And again, it could be a matter of training trainers and learning different things, not being so basic. You know? Um, and sometimes for these fighters who have so much hype behind them, a loss is what they need to make them a better that fighter. That's true. That's a good you know point. I mean? So there's that side. There's a number of fighters that you can look back on and say that it's best they lost when they lost and they learned from it. Yeah. And then, and then they came back. It's always part of the story. So hopefully for the while, okay, the main thing is, first of all, for any fighter, we don't want to see anyone come out with, with a bad injury or some sort of, you know, crazy you know, thing that puts them out of the ring. Yeah, we want to see them come back and get on with it. So hopefully, as long as this injury is anything major, which from what they're saying is not, it's a broken orbital bone, which is a serious, but that can have surgery done. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to wait till we got it 100% confirmed. Uh, like, they've said it on articles everywhere on, online today. That, yeah, um, but... Uh, Thingy have confirmed I mean, it. Frank Warren's Queensbury have actually come out and said it. That he has got a broken orbital bone. It's not just actually just, see. you know, people thinking. So he has, you know... Uh, I, just, I, just, I just don't know if that's true yet. We'll see. How are you gonna find I bet he'll true? be like, I bet he'll be recovering. Because like, I've seen people have the same, like, the, 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 the look of it. It's just, it looks quite similar to a lot of other fighters yeah, who end on, up on just having it, a massive swollen eye. Yeah, on the face of it, yeah, I get, I, I get you. I mean, you didn't look because the because same they way. said it straight away. Well, my point is that they said this exact straight away, like the nerve pain and all that and the broken mm-hmm. orbital. It was said straight away and then it was just confirmed to this. I'm just like, you know what? Okay, let's just wait and see. But I mean, if it, if it is, obviously, you know, it's not a good thing. Hopefully, he comes back because we do need a future heavyweight star because he was the future. He was like, I legit thought he could, you know, that's why I was so disappointed. You know, I thought he would be like the future, you know, Joshua and Fury are done soon mm-hmm. and we have literally nothing coming up, mm-hmm. you know, not like there's nothing. Just think about it. There's absolutely nothing. You know, like yeah. Tony Yoka fought, right? Yeah. Watch his I mean, fight. He looked, he he looked half either. decent. So it's like, that was another hope. And he's just like, oh man, like, it's a bit, Bit depressing. I don't. I, I don't know if I want Josh in future fight now. Hopefully they fight four times then. You know, just keep him going for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, I got you. Mean, but hopefully, like I said, he's a young lad. Let's see the comeback story now and see what he does. He he might be. Yeah, I know. I'm being a bit harsh, but you know. It's no, just... no. Fair, fair enough. It's fresh. It's fresh. You know what I mean? So we've all got we've got an opinion. Uh, for me, I'd I'd rather not pile it on the on the guy at the minute. Um, I'd rather say, look, yes, 
there was quitting him. He's shown that. And they always say, once you quit, after that, it becomes easier to quit again. Yeah. Um, the first time is always the hardest. So he's always going to have that, you know, doubt over him now. And for me, that, that brings interest to him because we know he's vulnerable now. You know what I mean? We yeah. know that he's vulnerable. You can get to him. That's what made people more sort of endearing towards like a Joshua, for example, when, when he got, you know, I know it's, they made it a much bigger thing than it was. You know, when Dylan White hit him in round two. That thing, mm. Joshua was always all over the place. I don't, I don't think it was as bad as people actually spoke about in that time. Yes, he wobbled, but he recovered straight away. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, people talk about so much, but this guy's actually, you know, he's been stopped. Um, whether it's you know, a major injury or not, we don't know, like you said, but the saying it's, it's this, that, whatever. It's about him coming back now and showing us what he's made of. And I think with someone like him, I don't think he knows how to do anything else. Obviously, I don't, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know outside the ring. You know, he can't retire tomorrow. What's he going to do? <laughs> All he's known really yeah. is boxing, isn't it? You know what I mean? And he's not made enough money. I'm assuming he's not made enough money to just sit on his, his money and retire. So as long as, you know, again, the injuries are bad and whatnot, and he's not going to keep him out of the ring, then he needs to come back and figure out how to become better, to learn. Again, he needs learning fights. He needs to, you know, just become a better boxer, not just, you know, power punches and basic one-two. He needs to find a different level to his game. And a lot of fighters took losses, and then they did that, didn't they? Uh, they made changes, adjustments, and they came back. And hopefully, like I said, this will be a, a wake-up call for Dubois and hopefully, you know, uh, bring him on a few levels as well. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. You know, um, in terms of, I'm just interested to see what his relationship is going to be like, you know, with his trainer and everything yeah. going forward. Because a lot of times, I think that even though like they hear people on the outside saying it, I think inside they don't really confront each other's truth, especially, you know, when you have a young talent and you get signed and you're just a trainer and you go along with it, I think it could maybe be a thing where, you know, because if that's my fire, I'm, I'm, I'm being brutally honest. Like I'm, I'm straight saying like, listen, you know, you have to be able to go through and withstand this type of pain because this is boxing. You have to be ready. Mentally, you have to be ready. Fighters have that mentality that they're literally willing to die in the ring. Like, so when they get hit on the eye, it's not they're not, they're not thinking about every single fighter's come out and said it. So fuck what I say. A million fighters come out and said it. Do you have and they said you have to carry me out of the ring. You have to either kill me or carry me out of the ring. With that statement and, though, yeah. With but that, that, no one's gonna die. But it's not about it's not about dying. It's just about knowing you're gonna give it your all. No one's yeah, really yeah, gonna 100%. die. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. It's about not even thinking or willing to submit this the the even thought of submission does not enter your mind in that ring. Even even at your high, lowest stage in the ring, you keep thinking of victory. You keep thinking of strategy. That's no matter what, right? So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. That. So I, I'm interested to see, basically, what his trainer is going to be like. Um, I think they should just be honest with each other. And by that way, being honest with each other, you can get over it. You know, don't deny it because... Denial does not lead to... Yeah, they need to work on it. They need to confront the, it and move forward. As we've seen with Mr. Deontay Wilder, denial doesn't, uh, you know, board well for you. Going, yeah, the, uh, with the this future. though, I don't think there is anything that they can deny. He got hit and it is what it is now. And I think... No, nah, honestly, I could, I could imagine his trainer just being like, all right, Dan, don't worry about it, mate. You'll come back better. You know, like just one of them. And then when yeah, you're yeah. Trained, like, you still have to get in his head and say, listen, I would get some... Big, big ass sparring partners, and then pepper the guy with a jab all the next four months. Like, put him under pressure. Like, are you gonna withstand it? You need to be ready. You can't play about in the ring. Like, if you're not ready for it, if you can't, if you're not gonna go through hell, just pack your bags and go home. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I, listen, I think I think he'll learn from it. I'm not saying, I don't know what's happened in the future in terms of what level he reaches, but I think he'll learn from it and he'll, and he'll come back, you know what I mean? If and, they confront it the right way, then I agree. I think they will. I think they will. He seems like a level-headed, you know, good lad, you know what I mean? Um, and with his trainer, he's his manager as well. So I, I, I don't like the whole trainer being a manager. I don't like this whole thing. But anyway, forget that. I, I, don't, think, I don't think that's a bad... I don't think that's I don't know. Sometimes I just think it's, it's a bit, you know... A bit bookie, but, yeah, but if you forget so, the business so, so side of it, we just so want just quickly, yeah. Mm. So, say you train the fighter and you come through and you know how, what he's like in a gym, you know what he's like sparring these type of fighters, you know what's having a bit difficulty with that way. You can choose with the promoter which fights he have. It's yeah, just yeah. more, it's just a clearer. The, there are a lot of big, big name fighters who are trained and managed by the same person, and Tundi, yeah. Jai, Anthony Yard, Don't all these boys. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Rob McCracken, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we'll use Tunde as the best example, bro. Yeah, he's a bit of a clown, but yeah. Um, His matchmaking's been awful, though. Forget just mm. being a clown. I think he's a cool guy, but in terms of matchmaking, that's not been a great job at all. It's been a horrible, horrible job. And anyone would say that. Would you, you not say I mean? the same, same thing for, the, for both of them, Dubois and uh, Joyce? Certainly Dubois and um, Yard, sorry. Um, I think Dubois's been way better. Mm. Way better. A lot of the names that Yard, Yard thought we didn't know from Adam and it, that's the thing. But Dubois was still in the fight. Yeah. Yard was never really in the fight. Yeah, only had one round where he actually did yep. damage. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think, no, people talk about matchmaking before. I think, honestly, I think Dubois was ready. I think it did catch him by surprise, uh, Joyce's size, but I think he was ready for it. But I just think that it got a bit too much for him. And I, I think, you know, it's hard to say how the fight would have planned out because his bottle went. In my opinion, right? But you know, um, is put put the bottle thing aside and the whole quitting thing aside, yeah. Imagine it's already looking like it imagine, before too. That's what I'm saying. There was, there was a kind of signs of it. If it wasn't any signs of it, it was just the injury. I wouldn't say bottle it. But because his because just his trainer said that, right? I thought hmm, something's going on here, and then that happened, so it kind of makes sense. Even even put that aside, yeah. Look at it this way: Dubois has been, you know. In all his fights in his career so far, he's the, the bigger, stronger guy, the harder hitter, all this business, which is meant to be as a young prospect coming up against the opposition he's fought, right? You get in the ring against a guy who's taking all your shots and he's, he keeps landing on you nonstop. You need to be ready for that, don't you? That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's an experience. Thing he did look mentally ready for it. And not knowing... He did yeah, look mentally ready for not it. Not knowing how to, how to sort of, you know, combat, literally how to combat that, you know? So a lot, a lot of things went against him on the night. The guy's bigger, stronger. But that, um, that's what the, the test was about. It's not just about a physical test. Or yeah, it's mental as well. It's mental, out. physical, emotional. That's what was the interesting. We needed answers and we got answers, I guess. Hmm. Not the right ones, but yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I wouldn't... I'm not going to bash the guy too much. Yeah, either. Joyce did well, though. Let's give Joyce some credit. Yeah, <laughs> man. Listen, credit. what am I saying? This is what I'm saying. We, you did, yeah, yeah. I said that, you know, I thought, you know, regardless of anything that Joyce is going to get knocked out, I was adamant that the guy hits too hard and he's going he's gonna to land some big bombs. One of the worst stars I've ever seen. Yeah, but he's a very intriguing fighter to watch, Joe Joyce. He, he is look, intriguing. He doesn't yeah. look like he does anything right at half the time, but he's still... There is so a method to the madness. So effective. I don't know if you noticed, mm. um, at least four occasions, a man threw a hook and he missed and looked like he didn't fall yeah. over. I'm not joking. He looks yeah. like, and he's so slow. Yeah. So, so even slow. though he just won the biggest fight of his career and it was a great performance in terms of what he actually ended up doing and how it ended, but you come out with more questions than answers. Thinking, yeah. like, how the fuck have you just done that? Yeah. Where, yes, of course, a jab, excellent. But like I said, to me, it's a 50 50 between Dubois not actually knowing how to get out of the way and stopping it and him just constantly landing it. You know, just quickly on the jab, do you not think Dubois was doing all right with the jab at some point? Like, not, especially in the beginning, listen, do you not think he was doing all right? Hmm. Oh, sorry, you're asking me if I thought he was doing all right? Yeah, yeah. 
there were moments where, where, where I thought he did okay, but for the majority of it, no, because literally that's ultimately what led to the, the eye being damaged so much. The jab couldn't miss every mm. round. Yeah, defending oh, it, he did bad, but I thought, I thought he landed his own pretty well. No, no, yeah, his, his own jab, sorry. Yeah, of course. His own jab, he did well. I don't think he did, he did bad. He, he landed plenty. Defensively, yeah. Well, I don't know what the hell he's playing. That's at. the thing. and You can't just go out and, and be offensively so good and not have any defense because people mm. start throwing with you. It's a problem, isn't it? This is where mm. someone like Amir Khan, for example, offensively brilliant. Defensively, he's always been caught. You know what I mean? You can't... Offensively average. Well, you, know, you get my point. He's always throwing a lot of punches <laughs> and he's gone forward. <laughs> You've got your own issues with him. That's, that's right, it. let's yeah. move on from this topic. Should we talk about what's next for um, Joyce then? Well, for Joyce, what is next, you tell me? Uh, well, what they're saying is Usyk, if the, if the title gets that vacant, and next, I think that's the vacant, most yeah. one-sided fight we're going to see in a long time. For who? Usyk, obviously. What do you think? Yeah, no, no, I'm not asking your opinion. I think Joyce is just going to do nothing in the heavyweight division. That's why I'm just disappointed. I'm just like, I'm happy for him because uh, he deserves it. Honestly, he does, yeah. He's a sick character, but... He just does nothing. And if he was a young guy, no problem. I would have been a bit more optimistic. But he's, he's going to do nothing. He, he's, trust me, the guy cannot be the top. Him and Dylan White would be interesting. Yeah, that would be 50 That's his level. And Dylan White is not world that level. Himself. Yeah. Dylan White is not world. That's, you know, there is, no, there is no world level heavyweights. There's two, that's it. There's two, yeah. Arguably Usyk. We need to see him in a few more fights, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, like, maybe it's Usyk against Joyce next. I would love to see that. Um, yeah, Usyk wins that pretty easily, I think. Aside from that, I'm not that interested in Joe Joyce's career moving forward, to be honest. Yeah, it was just this fight, innit? And we all thought Dubois going to do him, so, yeah. That's it. There's more interest in Dubois' comeback than there is in Joyce's moving forward, innit? <laughs> That's literally how it is. But, that is true. Yeah, I mean, look... Of course, I'm going to watch Joyce's next fight as long as it's a decent fight, you know. And if he does get, if it is him versus Usyk, of course, we're going to tune in, but we're going to tune in for Usyk. <laughs> but yeah. again, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know if, if Dubois, sorry, if Joyce actually won any fans last night in terms of he's not the best to watch, but it was an intriguing fight. That's the thing, isn't it? I think he did win a lot of fans, you know. Really? Yeah, I think a lot of people now, because before From that, you wouldn't even he won, consider. He won, he won fans. You wouldn't consider him to challenge any other heavyweights now all of a sudden talking about him against Usyk is even like people are interested in it I wouldn't have thought that they would even be even though in the ring it's not really it's not really a competitive fight yeah I know but I mean it's, it's the question it's, and not, it's a question it's not, about what I think, I think it could be sold as a competitive yeah, fight yeah that's what I'm saying so it's that's the, the whole question they can ask the boxing fans who, who know how to read a fight know that it's not close but I think it could get sold as because of now he's a credible name he's got credibility I don't think Joe Joyce had credibility before this fight and now you have to put respect on his name, and he's mm. got it. I feel play. He, he, he done the job on the night, and either way, regardless of how, how how anyone feels, he's done the job. He's come out yep. with the titles, and he moves forward. So fair play to him. So I mean, n- next thing for him is obviously a big fight in some way or form or shape. We don't know who, who it's going to be or how it's going to happen. Yeah. And Dubois, he needs to figure out what he wants to do next, and and obviously make some sort of comeback. And we'll just have to keep keep literally keep an eye on him, fight from fight. Uh, sorry, fight by fight and see where he goes next. We, we don't know that at the moment, do we? Um, anyway, so your boy Canelo Alvarez made an announcement a few weeks back. So he's fighting uh, Callum Smith on December the 19th in Texas. So there will be some fans in attendance due to um, them allowing them back in in Texas. Uh, only a certain, well, a couple of thousands. I don't know how many it is, but um, that should give some sort of lively atmosphere. So after all the talk of, you know, Smith is sitting out, he's going to miss, you know, Miss only months of his career. He's not going to get a big fight. Blah blah blah. Turns out he actually, you know, 
got lucky and, and got the Canelo fight, the big fight, the golden ticket. Now, considering his career now, with Callum Smith, for example, in the last two years, September 2018, he won the final for the World Boxing Super Series against you know a Finnish George Groves, essentially, after the shoulder injury. Then he fought Hassan Endam on the undercard of Joshua Ruiz 1, and then he fought John Ryder. Those are his last three fights, and now he's, he's going to be out for 13 months and then taken on you know, the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world, Saul Canelo Alvarez, who's also been out for um, 13 months as well. How do you potentially see that fight going? Is it competitive, or is it going to be just uh, another demolition job by Canelo? Um, I think of all the super middleweights, this is arguably Dyson Saunders. I mean, well, who else is there? Plant, right? But um, when they were talking about a uh, plant fight, I think this fight is more competitive. I think that uh, I just think Callum Callum Smith is a bit sturdier than Caleb Plant. Um, just style wise, I think Caleb Plant against Callum Smith maybe Plant will win. So it's just styles make fights. I just think that this is the, a very good fight. Um, just because of the styles again, you know, Smith is high and everything. If he can use it right and. He's got power behind it, enough power especially, and it's going to be a massive, massive size difference, you know. The only thing interesting about this fight is the size. Again, like Usyk Chizora. The only, it's only, I'm not comparing that anymore, but the only thing was interesting about that fight was the size and if Usyk could, you know, do what he had to do. And if these people, again, were the same size, it's not even a competitive fight. Um, you know, Smith, how good is Smith? You don't know how good Smith really is, but I know that he can turn it up enough and Canelo has um, not problems but he knows what he needs to do but sometimes like we've seen in the Kovalev fight he kind of drags it a bit and I don't know if Smith is, is going to be as mobile as Kovalev but I think that would work better for him not being mobile you know being sturdier and really fighting like he can fight just Please, just, just if Callum Smith can just stop trying to be an inside fighter, just, just for one fight, please. Callum Smith, I know you're not listening, but if you are, please, just don't be an inside fighter in this fight and try to, I don't know what he tries to do, just some stupid shit, you know. Fight at long range, obviously. Obviously, you know what you need to do. It's, I think he gets a bit carried away and then he just, you know, goes away from the game plan. But obviously, I understand his point where he says, you know, these are not the fights that I'm 100% switched on in. And he did fight really well against George Groves, to be honest. And he was really disciplined and he kept his distance really well. And his shot, shot, shot selection was really impressive. And so that's what gives me a bit of um, excitement, you know. Um, and yeah, like, exactly. Is it not funny how we said this about everyone was taking the piss out for waiting and wasting his career? And then, boom, two weeks after it's announced. There we go, you know. So, um it's a great fight. Do you think this fight is the best that he could have fought at 168? I think it's probably the most... Throw David Benavidez out because he's not a champion at the moment, yeah? I think it's the most action fight we could ask for in terms of when you look at the, the other champions, right? When you look at Callum Smith, Caleb Plant and Billy Joe Saunders, the guy that's going to stand and trade with him is more likely to be Callum Smith. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. I think from a from that perspective, then yeah, I think it's 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 a great fight for us to watch in terms of action, right? And 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 knowing that there's going to be big shots landing and and that intrigue. Obviously, Caleb Plant. I think Caleb Plant's excellent. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's got a very good style. Um, with, that will be obviously a more, more of a chess match. And Billy Joe Saunders again is going to be movement. We, we know he's going to move a lot and you know make make things awkward for Canelo and try and you know 
uh, keep distance and whatnot. He's not going to stand and trade with Canelo, you know. Whereas Callum Smith, you get the, I'm not saying he will, but you get the feeling out of those three, this is the guy that's going to go, yeah, come on then, let's go, yeah. The man's the same height as well as Andrew Usyk. Fighter, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. He's six foot three, he's massive, he's got, you know, huge size advantage, not only in height, weight, reach, everything. But for me, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree with this as well. I know styles make fights and every fight is different, but the last fight he fought was a small guy as well, yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what sort of approach Canelo takes. You know, we saw what John Ryder did. Obviously, Canelo's levels above John Ryder, no disrespect to John Ryder. Um, how do you think Canelo's going to approach the, approach the fight? Obviously, it depends on what Cal Smith does, but when you see a big body like that, you know, do you think he's going he's to attack the body? Yeah, I think, I think we're going to see, you know, Canelo has, has ever since the Lara fight, um, Trout fight, Lara fight mostly, um, he's really worked on his, you know, aggressive style where he's, you know, moving his head and moving his head and coming forward. And I felt like against Kovalev, he reached that style. He, he, he'd reached a high level of that style um, offensively. Like, I have a theory that I think that Canelo was a bit, he felt a bit heavy at 175 and he felt a bit slow and sluggish. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I have no merit based on this. I just think so because he wasn't letting his shots go like he usually does. Like I've seen much most of his career and his explosiveness is quite telling um, and, and you can know when he throws and I felt like he was because Kovalev's shots wasn't Kovalev of prime Kovalev where they were really stinging so I thought why is he parrying and rolling and blocking and slipping and pulling away so much without countering when he started countering at like round 7 or something you know what I mean it was so like so weird anyway um, so I think he's going to have that type of style on Everyone knows, Smith knows this, and, and most like we know this. He needs to have a strong-ass job, and he needs to be careful of stepping forward and committing, because if you guess wrong, and you are going to guess wrong, because Canelo's going to make you guess wrong, and you step forward, and you commit that reach, and you kill that, that um, distance that you've created, and you need to keep having, then you know it could be big trouble for Callum Smith. So... I see just Canelo being aggressive coming forward. It depends on what type of fight, like you said, Callum Smith starts off fighting. Um, if you can use his reach really well, you know, it's going to be a really, really interesting fight. The thing is, he has to be aggressive and strong with the reach. So he has to be careful, like I just said, of stepping in. Um, so if he finds the right balance of like stepping a bit backwards but keeping a strong-ass jab and straight punches and not, you know, just and maybe his uppercut, keep threatening with that uppercut so Canelo has so much to think about walking in. You know, you could keep him busy enough and pepper him enough. I'm, it could be make a really interesting fight. But I'm I'm thinking of this as like Callum Smith, like doing everything perfectly. When I've seen this guy be absolutely shit, so really, I think Canelo's gonna wash him. But I I want this Callum Smith to turn up, and I want to be really intrigued. And I'm probably gonna get sold during the week. And you know, if they keep talking about this type of game plan, and Joe Gallagher obviously he's aware of it. But if they really keep talking about it how he's going to use his reach because like we said in the John Ryder fight his whole thing was you know I'm not he well we've seen him drop levels we have seen it and, and I think the Groves fight is where we kind of measure it off so far we don't know how good Groves is so we don't even know if that's a fair thing to measure off but if Callum Smith can show levels um, a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot better than his last fight with John Ryder who is kind of similar to Canelo but I do think he's a bit faster with his feet and I think that caused um, Callum Smith more issues 
but still, uh, same type of aggression and coming over the top. Maybe a bit more wilder punches, but definitely smart fighter, John Ryder, aggressively. And we saw Conor Smith. I mean, he was awful. I definitely think he lost that fight. So I'm wishful thinking I want Conor Smith to do everything, like I said, and I'm pretty sure he knows that's what he needs to do. But is he good enough to do that against Canelo on the biggest stage? That's what we're going to see. So in terms of style, I think, yeah, basically Canelo's aggressive and Conor Smith is going to try to plan his feet and, you know, dictate the distance and uh, we'll see what happens. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page as you when it comes to that. I think Conor um, Smith's best bet against a, a fighter like Canelo has shown so many different ways of, you know, uh, sort of breaking people down now over the last five years. The guy's come on so much. Um, every fight, you know, Canelo just, you see him learning and, and sort of, you know, picking up on things that people do and knowing how to use them against them and whatnot. Um, I know the Kovalev performance wasn't, you know, anything sensational, but he got a, you know, very, very good knockout. Um, and he hurt him clearly. So he's got power. He can, he can put it together and he can make it, you know, he can make things count when, when, when called upon. I think with Canelo and Smith, I think Smith at some point, I don't think he's, he's, he's the most poised fighter. Yeah, he, he might be able to follow a game plan for a certain amount of time. Then eventually, once it sort of gets, gets the nitty gritty and they start trading, I think he's going to, I'm not saying Canelo will just land a big punch and knock him out like that, but I think it's going to be a, I think Canelo will just figure him out. And I don't think Smith has got enough experience with top level fighters and I don't think he's got enough just know how yes he's, he's very very good you don't, you don't become a world champion without being good but like you said pardon me we don't know what George Groves that was in the ring obviously it's his last fight and he came off a shoulder injury whatever but you fight who's in front of you so fair play to him but I think Canelo's going to stop him not early potentially late same as Kovalev but um, I just feel like Canelo's got way too much for this guy man I think uh, you know his come forward pressure it's so like mentally, it's gonna you know affect Callum Smith as well. Um, I do think what's happening is gonna knock him out, and then Carl Smith and move to one seven five. Because then after that, there's no point in killing yourself to make the weight. You've had the biggest fight you could have out there, um, you know. And then he's is he killing weight. himself though? Well, this is what they, they, they've always said. Oh, you know, um, he makes it well and all this sort of stuff, and he can he can fight at one sixty eight, blah blah blah. But the reality is, Joe Joe Gallagher said in other interviews as well that you know. He he's gonna move to 175 after you know a big fight at 168 or you know he's set up for years. So yeah, but I, yeah, but go on. Sorry, go on. What are you I just I okay, I get that, but they never knew Canelo would be in this weight class. It wasn't like Canelo had been here for a couple no, of no, years. No, of course they were waiting for Canelo. I don't think there was though. I they don't weren't. think there was any idea of Canelo being at 160 because That's he already made so much money. Yeah. Sorry, you said they weren't. They weren't, they weren't waiting for him, obviously not yet. So why would they stay in here then? I think he can still make it. Honestly, I think he's all right at it. Because he said, I've heard him say multiple times, like, if I can't make a weight, I'm not going to, if I can't perform my best level at a weight. But we don't know right now if he's all right at the weight. Because mm. maybe he has been struggling the last year. We Bear in mind, yeah. The guy's 30 years old now, yeah. Um, mm. He's been 168 from debut. Big, big lad. He's six foot three, the same size. Which obviously everyone's different. Me and you could be the same height. It doesn't mean we've got the same body type. Yeah, fair. I get that. But um, I do think he's not maybe killing himself to the extent of some other fighters that we know who've killed themselves to make weight class. He's not like Caleb Brook at one four seven and all that business. Um, but I do think he's struggling. And think about it now from a narrative point of view. If he loses to Canelo now, you made you know a big payday. Why not move up to one seven five now? That's the next challenge, isn't it? Move up. Now, you'd be a lot more comfortable at the weight and, and, and you build from there. He's not going to want to start building again at 168 after all these years. And he's always been promised, you know, big fight, big fight, big fight, 168, uh, this, that, blah, blah, blah. 
you know. Um, so I think realistically, after, after this fight, after he loses, he'll move up. But um, either way, look, it's a big fight to finish off the year, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, so happy days, and, and I'm glad to see him getting the fight. You know, um, he's been waiting a long time for a big fight. So fingers crossed, everything you know does does fall in place, and there's no issues with COVID and all this business, and they get in the ring on December the 19th. So. I think uh, for Callum Smith, it's worked out pretty well, all things considered, and, and hopefully we get a great fight. I'm just hoping for a, a very, very good fight, whether it's an interesting boxing match or it ends up being a war. Either way, uh, I just want to see Canelo back in the ring. Um, moving forward, so, so last week I put out a poll on Twitter and Instagram, which you're aware of, um, regarding Anthony Joshua's resume and Tyson Fury's resume. Um, on my Instagram, it was lopsided for some reason. It was like 79% thought Fury had a better resume and 21% thought Joshua but very few people voted and they weren't boxing people on Twitter it was very interesting because I got uh, Rob Tebbett of Boxing Social retweeted it and a few other people I know uh, retweeted it and I got about 270 votes I believe so there's a lot of votes um, so thank you to everyone who voted if you are listening to the podcast by any chance um, so the final result on the poll for who had the better resume was according to Twitter Joshua 53% Fury 47% now, my argument was, I believe Joshua has a better resume overall in terms of his consistency of opponents faced. I completely, I've always said this, that Fury has the two historical wins. You've got the two historical monumental wins and you can't take that away from him. And they, they will always obviously be there. He beat Vladimir Kitschko in Germany after however many years he was reigning for, 10 plus years. Um, and he became, you know, the man who sort of opened up the heavyweight division. Without that win, we don't know how the next two or three years would have gone with Klitschko fighting you know, the way he was. And then you've got the big win against Deontay Wilder. Regardless, again, of how good or bad we think Deontay Wilder is, he was on a, that was his 11th defense against Tyson Fury, which obviously he lost. But my point is, he had 10 defenses, five years he'd been reigning for. So again, Tyson Fury has those away big victories that, make his resume stand out, of course. But for me, it's what's in between. Yes, I understand the depression and all this business. That's fine. But that's Tyson Fury's issue. It's not Anthony Joshua's issue or anyone else's issue. Tyson Fury's problems were his own. He's overcome them. He's come back. Amazing story. But his last 10 fights, compared to the 10 fights Joshua's had, for me, in terms of consistency, the time frame which he's faced them and all that, other people argue the context of timing of when Fury fought um, Klitschko and, and you know this, that, and the other. Yes, it was a year and a half apart from when he fought when, when he fought uh, Klitschko and when Joshua fought Klitschko, um, and there's multiple arguments that can be had there. But for me, I, I just felt that Joshua has the more consistent, better resume in terms of guys in the top 10, top 15, who um, were obviously good competitors, Joseph Parker, Andrew Ruiz, all these boys. Um, so my pick was Joshua. What do you think on the resume front? So you had Joshua. Um, I think it's a matter of, um, you know, quality over quantity and I think it's it's just it is what it is it's Fury with the better wins and Joshua with the more fires you know so I think you know with the whole resume thing I'm I'm never really I'm never really a big fan of doing that up until you know if if their fighters careers are done and everything and you can kind of assess it um, a bit better in my opinion I think right now I think because of those years that Fury had off, you know, we we don't know if you, what would have happened after that, what run we here we, we would have been on. So that's a lot of years cut out. Um, and you know, yeah, AJ's done well, but you know, I don't, I don't, I think they they both had that, that enough experience to be honest to you know give each other a really great fight. 
And I think this next fight for Joshua is going to be really good for him if he gets some decent rounds and gets a bit hit a bit and, you know, just feels a bit of pressure and calms down because he needs some rounds, definitely. But I don't know. I don't know. Tyson Fury, maybe. Joshua. I don't really know, to be honest, because I can see both arguments. So I'm just... I'm in the middle. I'm going to vote. Uh, I'm going to have a third vote. 50-50. Fair enough. I mean, there's arguments for, for, for both, but like you said, until their career's over, we can't really, you know, give a pinpoint, you know, accurate comment on who had a better career and who had a better resume. I'll just generally put it out there to see what people say and, and see what people think. Um, I just went with Joshua purely based on just the consistency of, of the names he fought. Uh, whereas, of course, 100% Fury's got the much, much bigger victories and, and uh, they're on away soil and they can't really be replicated right now. Um, but either way, yeah, I, I think you touched on the Pula fight. I was going to ask you actually. Um, obviously, look, Joshua's come out and said, "I'm going to go and blitz him. I'm going to just, you know, annihilate him." Do you think Joshua's going to get hit in that fight? Yeah, I think Joshua's going to get hit in every fight. And like, hurt. He's going to get hit. A pu- uh, I don't know. You know, if um, you know, closer to the fight, I think when we have more footage, um, just a bit more training footage just to fly out. But, I mean, her, I don't know. Has Pulev even got any power, really? I don't think he has. So, I think he's a decent I, I, I punch. Don't... I don't think he's any massive, but if he lands right, I he mean, lands anyone, right. It's heavyweight boxing, isn't it? Exactly. So... Pulev fights, it's not the most intriguing fight out there anyway. It's three years too late. It's supposed to happen three years ago, isn't it? So, um, And even then, I don't know how much people really care too much about that. But anyway, let's move on to this week's big fight. Uh, well, this coming week. Um, Errol Spence returns to the ring after 14 months and that terrible car crash to take on Danny Garcia for the Unified World Weight Championship. Chat to me, who you picking and why? Um, well, I think the favourite is obviously Errol Spence and I think he is the favourite for a lot of reasons. Looking away from the car crash, technically, Danny Garcia is notoriously known for his bad feet and I think that's what's going to Depending on what fight Spence fights, because if Spence uses his attributes, then I think he can make it a really easy fight. Um, I think I need to see him face-to-face. I don't know what the height difference is again. Because, you know, when I think about fights, sometimes I forget there's a major height difference. And in a Joe Joyce and Dubois fight, I never even envisioned the fight being going in that direction, right? You know, in terms of Dubois being that much under pressure by his size. So... But I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to be around the same size. I think I've seen them in the ring together. So I'm not 100% sure. But I'm pretty sure Spence is a bit taller. Um, he's the bigger guy, naturally. So yeah. I think he needs to use his attributes. And, you know, showing the Garcia fight, that what he can do. Um, he just this is not going to be like Porter because Danny Garcia hasn't got the Porter energy. But I still think that Spence needs to make an easy fight and, you know, pick up the pace when he needs to. and. Um, to stay switched on, really, I think he can make an easy fight for himself. You know, if he uses his attributes, like I said, his best attributes, aside from straight punches in this fight, I think are obviously his skills. I think he's got, but I don't know, because Danny guess has got high boxing IQ, you know, so I don't really know that because Spence gets his a lot. So Spence needs to be on the game, boxing, boxing, boxing. And if he's not, it could go. It could be. It could be really. It could be a really hard night. I don't know, Danny Garcia. You know, I don't think he's got power to maybe like really knock him out you know he's got decent power 147 but you know just forgetting a car crash again I think Spence needs to just fight a smart fight um, you know he's got all the tools to make it a pretty easy fight and it'll still be entertaining 
you know, because he's naturally entertaining fire and he's got high punch um, output. But he needs to make this a uh, not Mikey Garcia ish fight, but something in that way. Um, I'm pretty sure that Garcia's got a longer reach, well, I think so, than Mikey Garcia. So um, I don't know if he can maybe make it as easy, but somewhere like that, if he just moves his feet a lot and peppers him and basically um, does what the real champ at 147, Keith Thurman, did. Follow Keith Thurman's blueprint. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, like you said, Errol Spence has the attributes to make it an easy fight against someone sort of slow and plodding like Danny Garcia, even though Garcia is very capable and obviously he had a great run at 140 as well. You know, he's a very good fighter in his own right. And on his day, he can, you know, pull out a good performance. I don't think Garcia is coming there to lose. He's coming to win and he's going to give it a go. Um, I just feel like he hasn't got the same punch out. I don't know if you remember the Porter fight. Um, mm. It wasn't that. That was a, a close fight. It could have gone either way for me. You know. It, I thought it, you won. Who Danny Garcia? Yeah. Exactly. He had the clean, clean, cleaner punches, and he, and, and he sort of, you know, I think he'd be boxed better than Porter. Porter was uh, was trying to box with him a lot more. You know, that's the thing with Porter. You don't know that he, as it's gone on, he's tried to box more, hasn't he? He's trying to jab more. Same thing that he did in the last fight against Errol Spence. Um, but sorry, yeah, forget, forget Porter. I think Errol Spence, like you said, he's got the attributes to make it an easy fight. I think a point they are going to obviously stand and trade. Uh, Garcia is you know, notorious for that no-look left hook, so that might come into play. But I think Spence is clever enough, he's big enough, he's strong enough to take the punch. Um, you know, Keith took it, I'm sure Spence can take it as well. Um, in terms of level of fight that this is, do you think this is a, you know, a, a good level of fight for him to take straight after the Porter fight? Do you think it's a similar sort of level? Um, I don't think it's a good fight to take after a car crash. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think, you know, with levels, I think for him, you know, listening to the way he's talking about life and everything, and, you know, I think he needs to be motivated to a certain level and he needs to have a fear factor. I think he's made, you know, when you make, you make so much money and every fight's a bit easy for you, think about yeah. it, he's just cruising in it. I think, I think he needs this, but with the level, I think it's a, I think it's a really good fight. I think it's a really good fight. You know, I think it's a great fight. It's what what other fight could have been better. I don't want exactly. to see Thurman look like he did against Pacquiao, not hundred percent. Mm. You know, I want to see. I think Garcia's ready. The way Garcia's talking, you know, he's he's like he's their second chance. He's saying unified so. title as well. Yeah, mm. big fight. I'm really big excited. Really, really, really excited. Yeah, big opportunity. Um, Going to be fans, right? Yeah, there'll be fans there as well. Yeah, that's so, great. I just need fans back in boxing. Now, Yesterday was shit. Yeah. Did you hear when the fight was starting? When it was just quiet, and then mm. people like, "Come on, Daniel! Come on, Joyce!" Yeah, it's like, not the same. It's not the same. This is awful. Part of the the you fun. Can't, sport I can't is take it. I can't crowds, take it. Yeah. There needs to be crowd, and that's yeah. great. That's going to be sick. Definitely. Um. So yeah. So next week we've got that fight, and then um. The week so who is, what did you say? You're saying Spence, yeah? What I'm point? saying Spence, yeah. I think Spence. I don't think it'll be... The, uh, it, it can be an easy fight if he boxes. If not, then it becomes a tricky fight. But uh, I feel like Spence is the favourite for a reason. You know? So let's, let's talk about... So let's add in now the car crash. That's the thing now. His body, in, in the last, what, 13, 14 months, how much will it have recovered from something like that where the guy came flying at a car? Well, he I mean? says he's better now. Listen, how many guys he say says that? He says he's better. I know, I know, but... He wouldn't have took this fight if he didn't feel like... Yeah, if he didn't feel like he had to think, of course, know. yeah. And he didn't break any bones, you know? Like, he didn't actually break any bones. That's factual. So, maybe he just had a lot of other issues, you know? Like, he said he had hip pain and stuff like that, and bones and joints. But 
you know, if he didn't have anything to his head, like uh, any uh, brain damage or anything, because there was no concussion or anything, like imagine that. You got very lucky, man. <laughs> That's very crazy. Lucky. So if he's all right, then oh, I, I don't know. Like I hope, I hope it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a fight like the Porter fight. I know Danny Garcia's not got the volume or energy, but I just got a feeling that he's gonna make it easy and just punch too much because Danny Garcia is a counter puncher. So if you keep him busy. And you're not like Khan stepping in all the time, then you're not going to get countered. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for him to counter, especially with the reach. Yeah. So who would you pick to win then, Spence? Yeah. Um, do you think he can drop? We've never seen Garcia drop, have we? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to. He's got a good drop. chin. <laughs> he's got a very good chin. He's got a solid chin. Yeah. Remember man. how he's eating Matisse punch and his uh, thing fell out. Yeah, exactly. That was crazy. So I think um, Errol Spence cruising on points. But I mean, the, the safe bet. a lot better than people give him credit for. Yeah, you, that's always been the case. He's always been an underrated. He's not been appreciated. But, you know, if I hadn't seen Spence versus Mikey, forget Mikey's size. If I hadn't seen Spence footwork in that fight. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I, would, I would probably We wouldn't know he's got that side to his closer. game in it, yeah. Yeah, and he because he looks smooth. Never yeah. mind the output, the smoothness. He was... He he looked elusive too with his defense. Like it was, it was very very impressive. Honestly, you watch that fight, you think, yeah, this guy's gonna box around. Uh, but then he fights like he did against Paul. Yeah. But then again, who looks good against Paul? Like, there's the thing, so many wrinkles the you're thing. thinking about, right? It's like four yeah. different uh, reasons for things. But I think Spence win probably points. Yeah, it's like safe bet. But obviously, it's a safe bet because it's the uh, is what's probably most likely gonna happen, right? Yeah, I think yeah he'll he'll be encouraged by his. Uh, coach as well to go for a point win. Keep it simple. Mm. Use your boxing brain. Yeah. Show people what you can do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Safety first kind of thing. Especially coming off if the car pressure. If he gets lazy though, Danny Garcia. That's is not the thing, isn't it? Yeah, Garcia is not, not a bomb by any means. You know, he's a very good fighter. He's there for a reason. So uh, it'll be very very interesting to see. Um, outside of this fight, have you got any other points or things that you want to talk about this week? Who else is fighting? Billy Joe Saunders, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that fight. <laughs> Are you serious or joking? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, yeah, we'll see how he looks. Um, and um, is uh, what fights on the week after? Is it AJ? Yeah, he's week after. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's gonna be good. So there's loads of fights coming up. And then we got no, no, we got Canelo first, and then AJ, right? No, no, Canelo's the week after. All right. Is it? Wow. So they're all on the spin. Yeah, Triple G's the night sick. before on the 18th. And then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's going to be wicked. It's going to be loads of fights. Nice little run-in to finish off the year. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, so, no, no other points. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. We will wrap it up there, and then hopefully we will uh, do a post, post-fight review next weekend then after Spence Garcia, and fingers crossed it's a good fight. Um, Imagine from- he just calls out Crawford. Well, yeah, well, let's hope so. Or they're both in the city. But then again, I don't know because I think I'd I, I think I'd rather just have them sorted out proper. You know when you know after the Crawford fight, um, I heard some podcasts where they were saying he needs to call out Spence. It's like why? Why is it <laughs> this is not white man? Yeah. This is not Wilder bullshit where it's like I want Joshua. No yeah. more ducking. No more dodging. It's yeah. like there's never been any contact, bro. Like what mm-hmm. are you talking about? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I actually I'm not about the hype, but. I would get excited because there's a crowd. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. You know, after Mayweather fights, when they were always waiting for that Pacquiao question and the crowd would go mm-hmm. mental. So if you call that Crawford, I don't know. Why not? Just do it. Just get hyped up and call him out. Fuck it. Yeah, Actually, just, I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting excited. Yeah. As a fan, it would be, it'd be nice to hear that, innit? Um, we want to see the best versus the best. And those but you know he's not. He's going to be like, Pacquiao. Yeah. They want the Pacquiao or fight. <laughs> Crawford then, if not. That's what he's going to say. Yeah. Fucking hell. 
Well, let's see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there for this week. And um, anyone who is tuning in, um, if you would like to ask any questions or want us to discuss anything on the podcast, you can email us at the, the Boxing Junkies Podcast at gmail.com or you can leave a comment uh, in the YouTube comment section and we will hopefully discuss that next week on the podcast. Apart from that, thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.